Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Russia's Lost Girl. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. of 20-year-old supermodel Ruslana Korshinova sent shockwaves through New York. People are grieving, laying flowers, and lighting candles at the place where she used to live. June 28, 2008 was a hot day in New York City. At around 2.30 p.m., a construction worker was in the financial district, you know, just doing his job. But out of the corner of his eye, he saw motion at the top of the building he was working next to, 130 Water Street. It was the long, famous blonde locks of the 20-year-old Russian supermodel Ruslana Korshinova flying in the air as she jumped 91 stories to her death. We're going to be talking about the life of Ruslana Korshinova, her career, and the disturbing, untimely involvement with what kind of I would consider a cult, and then the controversy around her death. So who was Ruslana Korshinova? After the breakup of the USSR, Korshinova's father made a fortune in some kind of private business matters. At 16, her family moved to Almaty, Kazakhstan, and she wanted for nothing. She was happy, she had friends, she had plans to go to college, but her plans quickly changed. In 2005, she was discovered by a scout. At the time, Ruslana was 17 and went to one of the best schools in Almaty, spoke fluent German, and dreamed of being accepted at a European university. She was called to a casting in London. Her mother, a manager at a cosmetics company, didn't want to let her daughter go. Ruslana insisted, London, I'll finally see London. There is footage of Ruslana from her first agency. I think it's, yeah, like a kind of casting footage, things that you would show possible clients. She's in a hoodie by the Tower Bridge, grinning, laughing, and trying to hide her braces. Then she takes the hoodie off and her insanely long, very thick, golden, not kidding you when I say knee-length hair, tumbles out of her hoodie. And this is where her enduring nickname comes from. They called her the Russian Rapunzel. Before her trip to London, Ruslana had never washed her own hair before. Her mother had always helped her. Now, she was a model, she was traveling everywhere, she had to manage her own defining feature, another thing she was absolutely not prepared to do. The 5'8 teenager started booking gigs quickly, traveling to London, Paris, and Milan for different campaigns. But of course, as a teenager, you can be easily blinded by the glamour of the industry and also imprisoned by it. The pressure of modeling and the people around her stressed her out, to say the least, and at worst, oppressed her. 
She was a very sensitive person. She would write poems when she felt alone or when she felt like the industry rejected her. A model friend recalls, in Paris and Milan, there'd be these dinners. Rich men would pay to come. We would join in for free. Ruslana and I would go. It would be our only chance to eat. Many of the girls partied hard, but Ruslana's friend insists they could tell we were not like that. We were dunces, the ones who went to bed early. Then suddenly, after kind of the, you know, general working model life, Ruslana became a superstar. The 18-year-old became the face of Nina Ricci's new perfume, simply called Nina. You might remember the commercial. It's in the style of a fairy tale with intense opera music over it. Ruslana, in a pink ball gown with perfect curls and these giant eyes, enters a palace room. She gasps with excitement. In front of her is a magical, twisted tree. Under it, there's a pile of apples. She climbs the apples and reaches for something in the tree branch. It is the shiniest, most beautiful, glassiest apple, the apple that becomes the perfume bottle. So after that, she blew up. She was a face to know, attention press. She even had Jeffrey Epstein fly her to his island. That level of fame and fucked upness. On one of her trips, again, to one of her many engagements and modeling calls, she fell head over heels in love with a Russian tycoon named Alexander, who was described by Ruslana's friends as, quote, gorgeous. Girls drop at his feet. He's been with so many of my friends, all of them perfect. Ruslana wanted marriage, children, a steady home. She didn't drink. She didn't party. She was fairly low-key and known to be so. That was the thing about Ruslana. There was something childish about her. She believed. So they dated for a brief moment, but then Alexander dumped Ruslana, and she was heartbroken. She kept on texting him, posting poems of unrequited love on her networking page. One of the poems said, quote, You left again, leaving in return a castle of pink dreams and ruined walls. It feels as if someone tore out my heart and trod all over it. Things that, you know, a teenager might say and write and read if they were going through their first love breakup. Friends recall that the tycoon's personal assistant called Ruslana, telling her to chill out and leave him alone. At this same point, she wasn't booking as many modeling gigs. She couldn't understand, her friend said. Suddenly, she was one of a thousand girls again, one of a million, no one. This is when Ruslana turned to a group called the Rose of the World. But before we get into that, let's take a break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now... All you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I want to tell you about a new show from Realm FM titled Memory Lane. It's from New York Times bestseller, Sarah Shepard. It's an edge-of-your-seat psychological thriller about the dangers of memory. Alex Bryant has questions. 
Questions only her mother, Cassie, can answer. But when Cassie suggests, they both participate in a study on impaired memories with the hopes of healing their estranged relationship. Alex becomes hopeful. Maybe she'll finally learn who her father is and why her mother has kept his identity a secret all these years. After the study, Alex's implanted memories seem off. As the women retrace Cassie's steps from a fateful road trip years ago, their relationship is pushed to its breaking point. The brink of discovering the truth, a threat from Cassie's past resurfaces, determined to stop the women dead in their tracks. Forced to run from their own minds, Alex and Cassie must trust one another like they never have before. That is, if they want to survive. Memory Lane is written by Sarah Shepard, a New York Times bestselling author of the Pretty Little Liar series. If you like blood ties and edge of sleep, you'll love Memory Lane. It's 12 episodes to keep you on the edge of your seat right to the end. Learn more about Memory Lane at realm.fm. That's R-E-A-L-M dot F-M. And be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by Best Fiends. I have to tell you about Best Fiends. It's a fun puzzle game on your mobile phone. If you know me, you know I love to research true crime, the paranormal, hauntings, and weird history, but sometimes even I need a break. And Best Fiends is perfect. It really challenges my brain with all the fun puzzles, but it's a casual game, so it doesn't stress me out. I love that every time I open the game, there's always something new going on. Whether it's a new challenge, fun monthly event, or just new levels. I just reached level 500, so I'm pretty proud of myself. I love going through all the puzzle levels. It's really relaxing. This awesome mobile puzzle game is so much more than your average mobile puzzle game. The makers of Best Fiends have created a whole world right on my phone. It's bright and colorful with great graphics, and there's a story behind all these cute characters. I'm a huge Thorn fan, actually. Trust me, you don't want to miss out on this game. So join me and millions of other people who are already playing this fun puzzle game. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play today. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Hi, hello. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? Hi. Are you doing well? Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. That's not bad. We'll take an okay. That could be better. That could we'll be worse. You we'll know. take a yeah. That's, that's all we ask. Anywhere in between those things. We want to say hello to everyone that's listening and to all our patrons and to our government, which include our mayors, Dara or Dara Rosenzweig. Hello. Joshua Lambert. Hello. Ashley Matson. Hello. Ben Forsyth. Hello. And their lead singer mm. and governor, Avian Noble. Hello. They're a new hot group. They're the hottest group in town, oh rising to the top of the charts. Absolutely. See them in Madison Square Garden. VIP passes. So if you want to get bonus episodes, ad-free episodes early with no ads or chit-chat, it's patreon.com slash ghosttownpod. Mm-hmm. And we'll waste no time getting into Apple podcast reviews. Thank you for anyone who's left one. Yes, thank you. And if you're not on Apple, leave it wherever you want to leave mm-hmm. reviews. They, it all helps. It really all does. Leave it on Grubhub. What do we care? Yeah. <laughs> Are we on there? We, I would be if we could be on there. I wouldn't know. I love it. Five stars. Yes. Thank you to Rebecca and Jason. Your podcast is my favorite true crime podcast. Mm. Recently, I was in self-isolation in one room as I had COVID-19 and was too sick to do anything. But lie down and I binged your podcast and made me feel a lot better. Even while I was sick and stuck, was getting more knowledge. I was enjoying my passion for true crime. I usually listen on Spotify, but downloaded Apple Podcasts to let you know. Don't let the haters get you. Keep up the good work. We really enjoy it. 
Love you. And that's from Anne zero three two five four four one nine in India. That's amazing. What I'm getting from that is that Ghost Town Uh-oh. has medicinal benefits. Uh oh. No, 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 no. Can no. we package it? Can no. we sell it? No, that's wrong. No, we can't do don't that. Don't listen to us instead of getting a COVID shot. Yeah, that's or, bad. Or, or just listening to doctors and science in general. Yeah, that's yeah. Don't we are no substitute for anything at all. Maybe some other podcast. We're not we're not even a substitute for entertainment. No. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm glad this person's feeling better and I'm glad they got to reach out. That's, yeah. that's so nice to hear. I don't think when my, when my brother had it, he definitely did not listen to Ghost Town. <laughs> yeah. No, and why would he? I mean, most healthy people I know don't listen, so <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I guess it's only for people that really have nothing better to do and literally have done everything they possibly could do. Mm-hmm. And this is their last resort. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? We'll take it. Listen, if you run out of things to do, you can go. I have a new YouTube video, youtube.com slash Jason Horton. You can, if you want, if you like conspiracy, you can see if this movie ripped off something I made and I make a compelling case for it. It's called Freaky Friday the 13th. It's on my YouTube. (laughs) Check it out. I lay it out pretty well. Wow. What's the the answer? Probably not, but I would like to hear what you think. You can give a subscribe, a thumbs up, leave a comment, say you're Mm -hmm. from the podcast and I'll say thank you. From the podcast. We love to theorize here, so theories abound, I'm sure, with Freaky Friday. The freak the Freaky Friday controversy. Yeah, I'll call it. I'll name it. (sighs) Woo! I just want to say before we get back into it, I've been giving a couple tarot reads to some Patreon subscribers, and it is so much fun. And I hope that they got some stuff out of it. But if you're a subscriber and you want a tarot read from someone who is a professional tarot reader, and I'm talking about me, not someone else, we can do that for you. We can make that happen for you. So just reach out to Ghost Town, DM us, email us at Ghost Town Pod. You can DM me too, whatever's easiest for you. And we'll get you a read, and it's going to tell your future in detail and be absolutely accurate and true. Don't contact us on Grubhub for the tarot <laughs> reads. That's Yeah, don't go to Grubhub. That's only for reviews of the yeah, podcast. that's it. That's it. But before we get too far into tarot let's talk about something maybe as esoteric and sinister a group a healing group called rose of the world so we're back it's 2007 ruslana is young she is heartbroken she is a model who isn't quite booking as much stuff as she would like so she joins rose of the world in part to confront her problems with relationships in part she was feeling depressed So Rose of the World, I'd never heard of. It's a very intense Russian organization that follows the religious and philosophical teachings of Daniil Andreev, specifically his book, Rosa Mira, which talks about the Earth's spiritual reality and uniting people and all of the events around a future advent of Antichrist and his fall. The apparent goal is for the sect members to perfect themselves and be more effective people. The ideologies of the Rose of the World program was originally from a program called LifeSpring, which was once popular in the U.S. What the site doesn't mention about LifeSpring is that there were a lot of lawsuits brought against it for mental damage, cases that caused the U.S. part of the organization to shut down in 1980. So LifeSpring got shut down legally. Then Rose of the World came to happen in Russia in the early 2000s. So there, LifeSpring was pretty hot. Rose of the World was pretty hot. 
a Lifespring-inspired trainer even had his own show on the country's main television station. And when I think about this, I think, I mean, I talk, it uh, feels like like The Vow. It feels very Nexium-y. It feels a lot of MLM, self-improvement-y. Training for personality development is how The Rose of the World describes itself. Quote, our seminars will teach you how to realize your goals and achieve material wealth. Its website said that point blank. Ruslana and her model friend Anastasia paid just under $1,000 for a three-day course and went to the All-Russian Exhibition Center in northern Moscow to attend it. Again, it's what you might expect. You go into this big arena, there's a lot of listening to speakers, a lot of indoctrinating, these intense conference rooms where you break away and do some writing and come back together and that kind of, the intensity kind of bonds you. Ruslana was in. She latched on so hard to this group, training within its ranks, that she eventually was on her way to being a life coach for them. Those in her life said she was angry, even more depressed and frustrated, losing weight, and for the first time she was swearing. So it changed her even though she felt like it was doing such a positive thing to her. Again, very cult-like. I saw her and heard her stories, stories that no one else had heard. A member of Rose of the World named Vladislav Nergorotsev told the Daily News, the most important thing about her and her internal world was that she was lonely. There was no one who was really dear to her except for her mother. Ruslana did the program for three months, then returned to New York to look for some work. At that time, she wrote, I'm so lost, will I ever find myself? One day before her death, Ruslana starred in a photo shoot on a cloudy roof in Midtown, New York. The photos are, you know, pretty general editorial beauty Ruslana seemed like an adult. She seemed very happy, very confident. But the very next day, on June 28th, three days before her 21st birthday, Ruslana jumped out the window of her New York high-rise. Says the mother of Ruslana's model friend, who was staying with her at the time, I got home late. She wasn't there. I found a note. Forgive me for anything. Cremate me. I ran to the police station. A cop said casually, you the mother of that girl who threw herself from the block of flats? I didn't know what to say. They showed me a bag with sneakers. They were hers. Then there could be no doubt. When members of Rose of the World found out, they were pretty callous about it. That's normal, a senior member of Rose of the World named Velodia says about Ruslana's state before she committed suicide. We call it a rollback. Ruslana had one. She would cry at night, would wander around town not knowing where she was going. You have to go through that to grow. Rose of the World is still active in Russia and has since changed its name to Nutsev Education. And it's still offering courses to stressed out Russians for around $700 for a three-day session. Novogorodsev, which I hope I'm saying right, has a lot of quotes on the website and describes himself as a master in understanding the motives of human behavior. Thousands of people are still their clients. There are famous bankers, owners of publishing houses, entertainment people. It branches Moscow, St. Petersburg, all over. A lot of Russians, however, do think it's a cult and that it's very dangerous, but it kind of traverses that line between motivational and schematic. Some of Ruslana's friends and family especially think that coaches of Rose of the World wanted money from her, and that's where the controversy around her death kind of comes from. None of Ruslana's friends and family believe that she would kill herself. Ruslana's mother thought it was someone trying to get money. 
They were persuading Ruslana for a long time and demanded that she should return to her group, but she did not do so, nor did she worry about it. The sect is dangerous, but it was not what pushed Ruslana to suicide. I am sure my daughter was murdered. It means she was thrown off a balcony, and all of this is about money. I did not get a penny from those millions earned by Ruslana. So that's those are all quotes from her mother talking about her daughter's death. And as you can see, they don't think that Rose of the World did it, but that it was influencing her state of mind and financial well-being. A friend of the supermodel, Eva Bayer, I hope I'm saying that right too. A friend of the supermodel, Eva Bayer, thought it was the industry. Ruslana enjoyed the training. She was a strong character. She loved life. I doubt the training would make her commit suicide. She was always a reasonable and clever girl. She claimed a year before her death that she was being fooled by an unnamed agent who was pocketing her money. Ruslana was about to sue them, but she couldn't do it before she turned 21. And suddenly, some days before her birthday, she died. So I think it is not to do with that sect at all. You can still see Ruslana's original fame-making Nina Ricci ad campaign on billboards all over Moscow. You can find them online, uh, the clip itself. And the perfume still sells particularly well with Russian teens. And that is the story of Ruslana Korshinova, her tragic death, and the controversy surrounding if she jumped, if somebody killed her, if it was this group influencing her, if it was the industry, lots of competing factors in this. What seems to be a constant in these groups, these motivational groups, is beside the fact that you pay a lot of money, it seems cult-like, they they promise or they probably offer in your career, in your passions, you'll be better at it. But we really don't want you to leave this and go do that. Mm-hmm. We want you to stay here, one, maybe to get your money. Mm-hmm. She's somewhat of a celebrity or a known person and yeah. an attractive woman. It probably doesn't hurt their business to have her there, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So it's an interesting thing to make these promises that what you're hoping to get from it. But when they, what they really want is they don't want you to leave. And mm-hmm. how much different is that than any of these things and you'd think like, oh, we've learned a lot since 2007, but it doesn't seem so. No, no. It's like it hits all the beats of a cult that, you know, positions itself to be changing your life, motivating you, becoming your best fucking self, you know, all of those cliche things. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, it's intense. They want your money. This woman, vulnerable, very young, like to even call, I mean, you know, legally she's a woman, but she's a teenager, you know? And this place preying on people like that, on top of an industry that's already incredibly cutthroat and pressure-filled and oppressive in its own way, like it just felt like, you know, she was kind of doomed. And that's the thing too, when I was doing this and creating, you know, this, researching this, when we talk about Ruslana Korshinova, we talk about Russia's lost girls and about these young women who are trying to get out trying to make a better life in this specific era of Russian history. And she is like such a large and tragic example of that, of, you know, she she came from affluence, but she was taken, you know, her vulnerability was exploited and she died because of it. And it's, it's really sad. And again, I, I don't know the interworkings of, of all of this or have the what the infor- like the the inside information to to everything but i would say it seems like a combination of things and maybe not just this 
group, this motivational group, which is probably can't help Mm-mm. and probably adds to it. But, you know, being a model and, and things based on your looks, and I don't have any of this experience. But, I mean, when you work in something where it's very competitive and you're always having to sell yourself every single day and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how the modeling industry works, but I'm sure working as a model in your when you hit your early mid 20s late 20s how does that change yeah and i got to imagine also i'm pretty immersed in russian culture or and with russian people from russia (laughs) and i have to imagine there might be possibly a bit of an intensity around that as well and that's just my experience being pretty pretty immersed in in russian the w- Russian culture and the the you know how people are from Russia because I'm related to them now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to imagine there's there's probably a certain intensity. Not to say that it's a better or worse thing, but I have to imagine. It, but also it's it's just a human thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people want they want your money, they want your time, they want your they want to control you, and they don't want that to ever stop. So they t- you know the, all these things teach you how to. To be better, be a, a more critical thinker or whatever, but they're they're what they're using to get you in there and to keep your money and to keep you going. And this goes for a lot of these things, is they're using manipulation tactics, marketing mm-hmm. tactics, emotionally holding you hostage. And and that happens in, in many different things. It can happen mm-hmm. listening to a podcast. I mean, that's like part of the part of it. And and all these things are are front and center really when it comes to this business model mm-hmm. of whether it's entertainment or it's this thing of teaching you how to be better mm-hmm. provided that you're giving money and your time and your loyalty to do that and for some reason i mean i can think of a couple of things a couple yeah. of religions or whatever you want to call it that might you know fall into that and to say them maybe they're listening yeah. right in the center of it mm. <laughs> right here so it seems like the same old story in a way yeah and it's just a very i mean it sounds like an awfully tragic thing to to witness and see and and it's it, it's like it's a, a classic tragic tale with mm-hmm. all the things that are you feel like as as old as time, unfortunately. And, yeah, um, yeah, and just seeing, yeah, just seeing footage and having this, yeah, this public person who you'll never know the real story with because she's not around anymore to, you know, talk about her viewpoint is very, very sad, very sad. And you hope it's a cautionary tale, but yeah, one less person caught in the trappings of something. Great. I I don't know. I can't really speak on. It's probably a lot of things that, you know, we we don't know, but just. At least on the surface, it sounds like a, a really tragic thing that is not not new. Yeah, I wonder and, if your in laws know anything about this. You mean are they involved in it? Is that what you're saying? Uh, uh, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I did give your wife seven hundred dollars yesterday. That's all that it. It's <laughs> pretty cheap. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.